reading from the book of Galatians. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor, th- nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offsprings, heirs according to the promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son than an heir through God. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks. Well, even though I'm walking up this morning, I am actually not going to be delivering this morning's message. We actually have a special uh, preacher this morning bringing God's word. And uh, for those who don't know the man who will be coming up here, his name is Jonathan South. Jonathan is, uh, he'll tell you a little bit more about himself, but He's wrapping up his Master's of Divinity degree. And I don't know if you've ever met someone that you just trust right away. That they just ooze the love of God. Jonathan is one of those men. Our church has the privilege not only of being a new church, but actually helping raise up uh, current and next generation leaders. And we have several people in our midst in seminary. And so with that in mind, uh, to kind of cut his teeth, if you will, I want to invite my dear friend, our pastoral intern, Jonathan South. Can we give Jonathan a round of applause as he comes forward this morning? Good morning. How are you all today? So as Paul said, I'm Jonathan South, and I'm the pastoral intern here, and Paul has been gracious enough uh, to allow me to be a part of this, this unique experience of this church plant. Um, so he's told you a little bit about who I am. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Uh, I'm a father of three. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. And um, our life is busy. We have Lillian, she's seven, Charlie's f- almost five, and Emmanuel uh, is eight and a half months. So doing that, my wife working also and attending seminary, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> we are very busy, but it's a major blessing, and um, we feel called to the local church, and that's what we're doing here. We're, we're learning more about how to serve and be in the local church, so I thank you all for putting up with us. Um, before I start, I want to ask a quick question. Have any of you ever felt like someone was trying to crush you with their rules? Was it maybe your parents, or a teacher, or a boss, or a coach? Growing up, we called my mother lovingly the warden. 
So <laughs> we, had, uh, we had a strict rule set that we followed and adhered to. Um, so I can relate. There are times where sometimes someone's rules are a little bit too much. <clears throat> I wish I could blow this picture up a little bit better. Um, this is my family last fall uh, at Disney World. And as you can see, we're at the Magic Kingdom. We're trying to catch the light. It's perfect except that Charlie has been running back and forth, and this is like our 30th picture that we're trying to catch. And if I could line all those pictures up, you'd see him kind of darting back and forth across the screen. And in this picture, if you could really zoom in on my face, you'd see the face of frustration. Um, <laughs> we're in the happiest place on earth, but I'm the least happy father on earth, at least in that moment, uh, because I was holding Charlie still, like I do a lot, and I let go. I was just frustrated, and he fell. So there I am frustrated and he's hurt. <clears throat> and uh, we still didn't get the great picture. Um, but I want you all to think about, as we explore this text a little bit uh, deeper, uh, think about how uh, the way I hold Charlie's hand, trying to hold him still, um, that's a safety thing. That's my protection for him. When we leave the grocery store, he doesn't look both ways. He runs out into the street. I mean, he's looking to be a speed bump. He's trying. Um, everywhere we go, I, ha I kind of have to hold him, and he's doing this thing. I want you all to think about how the law, and then in turn Jesus, are kind of like God's hand, his fatherly hand, holding us in place. There's times where we're zigging and zagging, but he's pretty constant, holding our hand, making sure that we're led the way that we need to go. So as we go into this passage a little deeper, I want you all to keep these thoughts in mind, that we live not under the law, but under the love of Christ. We reflect Christ's love in the way that we live because we are his adopted sons and his adopted daughters. Let's look at this passage from Galatians 3. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So the Apostle Paul was writing the church in Galatia, telling them uh, you know, how they should live, act and be, as, as the church of God. And I want you to hone in on that word guardian. In the Greek, um, it's pedagogos, and it's a trusted slave that would have been um, given the responsibility of being with a child from the age of 7 to 14. This slave would take them to school. They would go everywhere with them carrying a big stick. And every time that child stepped out of line, boom. And every time they did it again, boom. Can you imagine, like, from 7 to 14, someone carrying a stick, and every time you messed up, you got smacked with it? That's kind of like the way the law was. The law was an enforcer. It was a tutor. It was a disciplinarian. It was a way of God teaching his people how to become more sanctified so that they could come into his presence. That's, that's the way that Paul is describing the law. But what is the law? We hear the law tossed around a lot. We think about maybe the Ten Commandments. Those are the big ones. Those are the important ones. They're all important, but to get close to God, if you were one of the early chosen people, you had to adhere to 600 different rules for living and being and doing the, the way you prepared food, the way you dressed yourself. And I don't know about y'all, but I cannot keep up with 600 different little things you know, as far as like what to do and how to live and how to be with God. But you have to remember the law was a gift. When the Israelites came out of slavery in Egypt, they didn't know who they were anymore. 
They'd, they'd been in bondage for 400 years. This was God's way of saying, I will be your God if you follow these rules. It's that simple. I'll go with you. Let's look a little bit further in the text in Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. That's the important part. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, like I was saying, the ideals of Jesus over keeping up with these 600 rules, I'm choosing Jesus every time. It's a lot more simple. When he came, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. So Jesus is the fulfillment. There were 1,500 years from when the Israelites left Egypt to when Jesus came. That's a lot of generations of Israelites being trained up in how to be closer to God. We can't live like that. you know. We can't live legalistically. Um, so he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he really said, when he was asked, what were the most important parts of the law? Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. That's a pretty easy one. Sounds easy. Um, and love the Lord God with your, your heart, mind, and body. Love your God with everything. So I'm going to choose those two uh, every single time. And I think the point of what Paul is saying is this. We live not under the law, but under the love of Christ. We reflect Christ's love in the way we live because we're his adopted sons and daughters. Uh, I think it's an important thing to remember that sometimes we're like that wild man, my little son Charlie. We're pulling, we're tugging, we're running away. That's how we're born into the world. We don't know how to be. <laughs> That's just the human nature. And initially God sent the law to fix things. And he said, after that I'm going to send something better. A lot of y'all probably don't know this, um, but I grew up in a, a pretty picture-perfect family, and um, you know we were very involved in church. It was a huge part of my identity as a young child was, was church. If the doors were uh, open, we were there, and uh, my dad was a church elder, and my mother was on staff also, so church life was really important to me, um, and my parents we're involved in everything. My mom was like the super volunteer. She was a huge part of you know, our PTA and every women's organization. If there was a way to volunteer, she would do it. But over time, there became a breakdown in communication between my parents and walls went, of resentment went up. And um, eventually, you know, I would say my father was more concerned with the exterior veneer you know, of what we look like as a family, but not as concerned with the actual relationships in our family. And um, eventually my parents split when I was at the end of my high school years and my siblings were still in school. And um, I can't even explain to you what that felt like. And actually, at least half of you probably can relate. That's about how many uh, marriages end in divorce. Uh, but you just sometimes don't see it coming. And um, for me, um, when dad left, he didn't just like move down the street. He like went overseas. He went to France and set up shop there for several years. And I didn't even speak to him. And when that happened, I was so angry, so mad at God. I stopped playing music. I didn't lead music. I didn't play my guitar for three years. It, hang, it sat in a case. And um, <laughs> being a follower of Christ is the only thing that changed in my life that made me able to move past 
my parents' divorce. Because when dad left, it didn't feel like a divorce from mom. It felt like a divorce from us. And, you know, I could say that abandonment was, was pretty much how we felt. Um, we had to sell everything and move across the literal tracks and start over. And, um, but what allowed me to pass through that was that I realized through God's teaching, dad's human. He's not perfect. He's going to fall short. I'm going to fall short. As a dad, as a parent to my children, I'm never going to measure up to who God wants me to be. And when you live in the law, you're killing yourself trying to measure up. And we live in a a, uh, performance-based society where all you do is try to measure up. But I want to tell you, it's never going to happen. So stop, stop with all that. And for me, it happened when I gave my dad forgiveness. And that was hard. I didn't want to forgive him. For time, I didn't even want to be in the same room with him. And the idea of, like, giving forgiveness was repulsive. I couldn't even, like, wrap my brain around it. But when I finally accepted that he's human just like me, uh, and that he's in need of a Savior just as much as me, and that at the end of the day, he's just a hurt, hurting little boy, that's who we all are. Um, and even though growing up, my father, my earthly father, let go of my hand. You know, I picture Charlie and me holding hands. Even though he let go of my hand, there's an eternal heavenly father who holds your hand. And he's never going to let go of that hand. And he holds you tight. And even though sometimes we fight and we pull and we push against that steady hand, that's God welcoming you in and holding you still. That constant in your life will never change. Um, so my suggestion and hope in the new year is that if there's forgiveness that you haven't given that's overdue, give it. If there's anything out there that you need to clear up, do it, because you don't know what will happen tomorrow. We lost a very close family friend this year to a random act of violence, and um, it was unexpected, and he was a new father, and we, just, we still are, are, are mourning his loss. And that is a reminder to me that Every day is a gift, and that we can't take it for granted. And when I look around this room, I hope that I'm seeing what God sees. I don't see my neighbors that I should treat the way that I want to be treated. What I see are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what I want you all to walk away from here remembering, is that it doesn't matter what happened before you came into a relationship with God. We all have baggage. We all have something hanging over us that makes us feel incomplete or inadequate or anxious. But you don't need to have that. Let it go and lean into your Father's love. He will hold your hand constantly. Will you all pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your redemptive love and grace that was given but not earned. Help us to be true image bearers of your Son, Jesus Christ, reflecting his love and giving forgiveness to those in our lives that have fallen short of our expectations. And as the new year dawns, it is my prayer that we live in the love and light of Jesus, treating our neighbors as ourselves, and loving one another as you love them.